This is episode one of the quarantine edition of the A to Z podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. A to Z podcast.com, facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Um, our sponsors, as always, are Cleveland Scene, the Honeymoon Grill, and American Fireworks. Uh, we know what's going on. Uh, the Honeymoon Grill is ahead of the curve. Um, they have allowed me to practice social distancing by already having online ordering and a drive through window. Go support them. American Fireworks, they've been very good to us. They, like a lot of others, are a local-owned business. They're open 24-7 on AmericanFireworks.com. That's where you find the coupons. Or if you get in touch with them another way, they've been known to take care of you if you tell them A to Z sent you. So, um, guys, at the risk of getting too wordy or too preachy or whatever, we know what's going on. It's a lot. It's unprecedented. It's strange. Uh, if you're new here, thanks for coming. If you're not new here, we genuinely appreciate you coming back. We love that you're an engaged audience, that you're a family here, that we have conversations that carry over. Um, you know, we're clearly – we're two fat kids from Akron. We're clearly not doctors. We're not experts on anything except when we really want to be, need to be, right? And right. Um, so we're going to try to laugh through this. We're going to try to talk about what relates to us in terms of sports and life and whatever's going on. Um, if there's any good news, you know, for a while, we're going to be more available to do some podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to work. So you, y'all got some work for me. Give me that work because I'm, I'm going to need it. Um, no, in all seriousness. And I just, I look, to parlay and go off of what Zach just said, he's absolutely right. This is one of who knows how many uh, that we'll do. And, and to be honest, I look forward to it. Um, bring a little levity to life um, and getting it. This is, we said this on the Kobe podcast, um, us doing the podcast sometimes is just as therapeutic, if not more for us as it is for some others, just to be able to talk, just to be able to get it out. We appreciate that you guys are willing to come download, come listen to us, throw, throw shit in the air and see what sticks and doesn't. And with us, it's the air, not the walls. If you listen, you'll know why. Um, but uh, I, I just go back and I've never really done this. So I'll do it for the first time. I had fun on our last podcast when this whole issue came up. I obviously was not as um, educated or as aware of things that, you know, here's the thing. Like, Zach said it perfectly. We are not, we we do not claim to be experts upon anything but eating and making fun of each other. Um, so, and, and because, PhD. Well, I guess, <laughs> yeah, right. And you don't got to pay 50 for that. Maybe I'll just throw things everywhere else tonight. Um I was, you know, I had a lot of fun last podcast. I wasn't, you know, going at anybody. And at the end of the day, I hope people didn't take what I was saying as, as the word is bond uh, or about this whole this whole virus. But I still stand by wash your ass and wash your hands. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so there are important things in life here. And let's just get to right to one of them. Um, as of nine hours ago, the NFL passed the new CBA. So it won't be this year. But in 2021 or 22, there will be 17 games. So you, my friend, are going to have to deliver the r- 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 remix to their 5 and 11 song. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> they working at me. Um, why is this so important and why is this happening right now? Um, I get that. I mean, was this the – and see, and I got to be honest, because this is the thing that's on all of our heads, Zach. Um, how much does the coronavirus play into how quickly – this has just been one of the most odd NFL, PA, NFL – 
signing contracts, the 17th game. Oh, yeah, y'all can smoke weed now, even though you really could the whole time. You just had to be a stupid MSer to get caught. Right. Um, it's just, it seems like it's hasty to me. And then, like, and I couldn't even read it. My, my head has been all over. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'll be all over in this podcast because that's just where I'm at mentally. Um, I saw D. Morris, or however you say it, he put out something like right around midnight, right when they signed, and it was very long winded. It was almost it was it was it was probably because he's a lawyer. It was better than dropping news at five o'clock on a Friday. He dropped it at I didn't even know what time it is because I've been in so many different places in, this, like, in so many right. time zones. But he dropped it at midnight on a Saturday night. It was like Saturday Night Live was on, and I'm like, why am I reading this tweet and why is it in such small print? And it hit me this morning. It all came down like that because he didn't want me to understand or read it right then. <laughs> Well, that was the voting deadline, and he didn't want to put it out there until everything had been in, right? Um, I got you. And this is – there are several awkward timelines here. Um, And and our understanding right now, as we record this 14 or so hours from the beginning of the legal tampering period, which if you followed this before in the NFL, (laughs) you know is the beginning of free agency because it's just – the doors open and they stay open, right? I want you to keep going. I want you to keep going because I'm going to learn a little bit. Yeah, uh, so I'm curious about a lot of NFL stuff. But right. let me ask you this real quick. Okay. Think about what you just said is open right now. That is the most backwards ass thing. That's like, get to cheat on your wife before you marry her dad. Like, <laughs> like, what's this period of time again? Well, <laughs> see, no, that's already goofy. And, you know, they added that because they knew it was going on, right? Um, but, you know, you add in the CBA – the voting closes at midnight. It was going to take 12 hours or so for an independent firm to confirm how it was going to go. It ended up being very close. I think everyone expected it to be very close. You know, there was players clapping back who weren't happy. There were players saying to other players, how can 500 of you not vote? This is your league. This is your voice. That Um, is unbelievable. You know, there was others saying, hey, I might have changed my vote given the circumstances, or if you wonder if the circumstances forced this to pass. But then you get into this window here, and the way we understand it right now is that the NFLPA demanded that this go on because they want their guys to get the money, and I get that. Uh, I tweeted this morning, and like you said, Dre, I don't even know when you got home, where where all you've been, how long it took, all that. So I basically said I can't believe that they'd have it, but I won't be shocked. And so as of this moment, all indications, including – you know, Adam Schefter and others saying that it that it's on and teams are prepared for it to be on and teams have been making moves all day. Uh, we're going to have NFL free agency. So to me, I get it that it's a welcome distraction. I get it from the Players Association perspective that they want these guys to get locked in. Um, and even though you can say a little tone deaf um, with what's going on in the world, you know, the counter to that is that people who have real world problems aren't really going to sweat the quarterback or the safety getting 30 mil either way. And I get, I kind of get that. It just is really weird. And I'm of the understanding that there is no flying and no visiting. So what if X free agent signs for 40 mil guaranteed and it's all done digitally and then passes or then fails his physical in six weeks and the contract is void. Like, I, I mean, there's so much into all of there's that. There's got to be um, there's got to be something we don't know, right? Because yeah, 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 yeah. But, but yeah, and you know, before we get to see, gosh, I'm torn already because there's football stuff I want to talk about there, but there's this real life stuff there. Because mm-hmm. on one hand, it, the tone deaf thing to me is, is extremely tone deaf, and on the other hand, you're absolutely right. Um, we all we all have to place our priorities where our priorities are at. 
uh, most. And it's nice that most of us in life can use sports as that crutch when we turn everything else off, um, that, you, that, that you can just put yourself into that. You can immerse yourself into the backup point guard for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I personally, I haven't really paid attention to anything over the, and, and over the last three, four days, which is weird because I, I'm usually 100% the other way. Um, so I guess how the news hit me after everything else I had read, and this is partly on me. Um, I'm not saying that everybody, it, it does come off as tone deaf, especially because, all right, I'll go to the football side of things. When I kind of groggily open my eyes and I don't know what, I don't know if it's AM or PM and I see Tannehill and $91 million. I had a joke there that I was going to tell, but it's too early to be telling jokes like that. But I thought that I was, um, I thought I was in another dimension or world. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was like, they gave him how much guaranteed? I think it's sixty-two I mean, guaranteed. Sixty-two guaranteed okay, for Ryan okay. Tannehill. Regardless, yeah. regardless, yeah. that's the equivalent. That's the equivalent. Oh, there's so many funny things I want to say, but you can't be mean right now. I was going to put down somebody in radio. All right, well, let me say let that's me... the equivalent of being like the most average person on radio ever and getting the most money ever. Like it's ridiculous. Well, it, it is a supply and demand market. All right. I'm glad you brought him up first. Before I forget this, I want to do this. I'm going to throw these at you and I want your answer, but I don't want you to give it too much thought because the answers really don't matter. Okay. 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 So, before he signed for 62, a number that jumps off the TV screen or your computer screen or whatever it is that you see that, right? <laughs> You're totally right, right about that. Right. Um, everybody at the Combine believed to me that the trading market for Andy Dalton would start at a two. It might not come to that. You might give up a, a three right. and a six. Three. You might right. give up a three and a conditional something later or a three and a player. But Dalton was a second-round pick, correct? Yeah, he was a second-round pick uh, eight okay. years ago. Okay. Yeah, nine years okay. ago. So, let me he's ask you this. He's worth more than that to me because he's played better than a second-round pick yes. over eight years. But, he, but, but he's ahead, Andy Dalton, right? And, and he's, yeah. he's, he's had some moments. He's not won a playoff game. All right. Right now, for, for 2020, who do you want? Phillip Rivers or Andy Dalton? Philip Rivers, and I know he's going to turn. I, I think in the right situation, Philip Rivers can win 12 games okay. and lose you the, the AFC Championship game okay. with a pick. Do you want Philip Rivers or Ryan Tannehill? Philip Rivers, because he can take me to the AFC Championship game and throw a pick. Do you want <laughs> Philip Rivers or Ted Bridgewater? Ooh. I still say <laughs> I want Philip Rivers, okay. his 18 kids, and him throwing a pick in the AFC Championship. Okay, do you want Andy Dalton or Ted Bridgewater? That's a good one. Um, you got to really believe in Teddy. I like Teddy, but I will say, uh, in the right offense with the right running game, and, and you get the right players, and this is any quarterback, you can win with Andy Dalton. Okay. Can Andy Dalton win, can Andy Dalton win you a playoff game? I don't know. All and right. That's where I think the problem comes in with the question you're asking. Right. Same with Teddy. Do I you want Teddy Tannehill or Dalton? A... Go ahead. Ask the question again. You want Tannehill or Dalton? Mmm. And I think if you, wow. I, I think, wow. look, I think these are all questions that are worthy of debate, right? Right. And with the money at stake and we know how the importance of the position, I ask you these right now and ask you to not give much thought because you see how freaking important it is for the Cleveland Browns, for Baker to be the right guy. Cause if he's oh, not, yeah. if a year or two years oh, yeah. or three years from now, you're back in this market. You look at what you're getting and what you're paying for. Oh yeah, right? oh yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, well, I mean, right. why did you ask about Dak? Why did you ask about Dak? Well, and I think there's something else that plays off all of it. Well, no, listen, I, 
because I was just throwing those names to make that point. If we were really going to do this, okay. and we can't because okay. I don't got to be nowhere for eight weeks. <laughs> and we might be, and we might be doing this. <laughs> hey, Aaron Goldhammer, we know you listen to a lot of people's shit and you use it on your show. It's okay. We get it. It's a long day, long year. You use this one. Everybody knows you just took it from us. <laughs> no, listen. I mean, Dak is, you know what? To me, when I remember first having this argument, and we didn't have this podcast then, at least in this format, when the when the Cowboys extended Romo, like in you know seven mm-hmm. eight nine years ago, right? Because mm-hmm. he had been around, he had been the guy, he had established himself, he was a great story, and he had got them to a certain point. But it was right. clear that he was not in the top tier, and then so many of these guys are close. And when you looked around at the league, and I think it was. You know, Jerry, I think it was five, four or five years ago I did this chart where the, I did every team's record over a four- or five-year period, and, like, half of them had been 500 or better, right? And, wow. like, all but one of those teams had the same quarterback. And wow. so it was, like, the whole, the whole thing with Roma, with Dak, is dance with the one who brung you, right? Like, yeah. nobody thinks that Dak is or is going to be Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes. But the Cowboys got a lot of good players. They got some holes. Mm-hmm. They got some questions. We don't know how long Jerry's going to be around, right? We know he wants to win one that, before. And right. we know it's going to take a whole hell of a lot of money to keep Dak Prescott. And Dak is not – and see, I – and Dak, my dad, I've had this fight too much because my dad – because my dad's a Cowboys fan, and he has other friends that, that kind of go off exactly what you just said. He's your quarterback. He's your guy. Pay him and get this over with so you can move forward with everyone else. And every time I hear the numbers, and maybe I have to stop getting caught up in the numbers, I'm just like, he's not worth that much. He is very good. He's a little better than average. He's not the 15th best quarterback. He's top 12, whatever. To me, when you start paying that type of money, and maybe I have to change my scope of the mind and change with the the salary cap and things of that nature. But when you start paying guys, to me, in any sport, in any job, in any business, when you start paying guys above their pay grade, they better like he better be bringing something else to the table, and and I start worrying about this too with Dak, where he was drafted, what he's become, quarterback of the you just said it, he's quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. If you can play over five hundred three times out of the next five years, you have a you're better than being an Ohio State quarterback in Columbus. You have the whole state of Texas at your will to do whatever you want in Dallas. Look at look at Tony Romo, uh, Aikman, Roger Staubach. I mean, if you made a playoff game, won a playoff game with the Dallas Cowboys you become a national treasure. So do you really need the last dime, Dak? Like, and I hate, and I don't like getting in guys' pockets. But to me, Dak has fit that situation very well, and they're making the situation between the team and player very odd and awkward, and they shouldn't do it because you just said, that's their guy. That's like, so you, so you made him your guy. you got to pay him your guy, but he ain't worth, like he's worth whatever. They, they were willing to give him $100 million. It's like, Really? You're not going to, like, it's just, I, it, that blows me away. The other thing that I will say about quarterbacks, sorry, I went on that tangent about Dak. What happened today with Tennessee makes me just believe that Tom Brady's going back to New England. Am I wrong with that? Because I thought the best team for him to go to would be Tennessee possibly. Um, and going with a, a coach that he knows, an offensive A.J. Brown will be a star with him. He's got a decent tight end there. The run game will be awesome. Um, the AFC South, would be, he, could, he could do, he could work there. I just thought, Tennessee was a decent place for Brady to go to. Now I'm just like, he's going back to New England. Well, I've kind of always thought that way. And whether these documentary rumors are true or not, I mean, of course he likes the attention. What, what, and of course he's deserved. Wait, 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 wait. 
What's the documentary? I don't even know what it is. So Bill Simmons, about three weeks ago, when the Edelman variable FaceTime thing came, apparently said that he's yeah. heard that this is all for a documentary and that he's never going anywhere. And then last week it came out that he's starting his own production company like LeBron has. <laughs> really? Wow. Oh, man. I mean, I mean, these guys, this is where we're at in sports, though. You know, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade has his own, uh, you know, TV product. You know, he's doing his own thing with TNT and LeBron. Like, uh, you know, this is, our, I mean, our TV shows are reality TV shows now, you know? Um, and Let me tell you this. Dwayne Wade. Before any of this happened, uh, I had a story idea a couple of weeks ago. And I said to a coworker of mine in an email, hey, is, is, is there any chance you're going to be around the Lakers or you could get to Maverick? Is there any chance if I go forward with this idea? And it was kind of an out there idea that you could get these guys in X time frame. And he wrote back and said, I will try, I promise you. But those guys, they have no reason to do anything for anybody else when they can make money on it. And yep. I thought, yep. <laughs> I never looked right. at it that way, but I guess I right. did. I just I never had yeah. it on my screen that way, right? Right, but it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. It makes sense, it makes complete sense, and I think that's why you see all these other guys doing it because it, it worked. Like they're in complete control; they make the money off of it. Um, it's weird. Shout out to Dwayne Wade; he gets the um, the <laughs> before everything got the way it got. Did you see what he did on TV last week? I didn't see it, but I read about it. And I just chuckled. I was like, "Man, Dwayne, a real dad." He basically <laughs> talks shit on his high school and his coaches on his side team. I did team. see that. After oh. the kid makes a game-winning shot, it's the best time of life. They're on national TV, and Dwayne Wade went straight AAU coach dad that you talk about every year. That's got cards and got a Instagram for his twelve-year-old son because he knows how to do a crossover and cussed out the coach basically a lot it was on TV. Shout out to you, Dwayne, for being a real man, for being, for being a real dad. I mean, I'm not a real man. Um, but that was embarrassing, and you're bigger than that. But it, it just made me chuckle. Um, so Brady's just playing us for a TV show, huh? Well, I, you know, uh, at this point, I don't think anyone knows. Um, by the time a lot of people listen to this, we, we might know. You know? Right, right. You would think, although I guess I'm, I'm probably speaking at least a little out of school on this one. You would think that would be over quickly because if he has in his mind that he's going to somewhere else, he would go tomorrow, right? Right. He ain't, he ain't, yeah, you don't need to date, try to try to date him. But I you guess I guess I could be. T- I, I hate to say that. I hate to talk in absolutes because I don't know. You know, we don't know. No, we don't know. But it could be. I mean, it, it could be. I don't know. We're in a different world. You know what's crazy? And I got to tell you, I don't even know how long we've been into this conversation. I got to check before I say this. Twenty-two minutes. Wow. Um. <laughs> It's amazing because in talking football with you and having this conversation, um, there's no doubt. It's a weird thing. There's no doubt for you, like, like about the football season, and, you know, and about free agency. Where when we start talking baseball, I'm, everything is so cloudy that my mind can't even think towards a game right now. And the baseball season starts before football. Well, yeah, that, that's a good segue. And I mean, obviously, let's let's talk about the sports side of this. Um, this is bizarre. I stop myself from saying this is sad, but you know what Selection Sunday is to me. It's a top five day on my calendar. Right? No doubt, it is sad. <laughs> no, but this is a sad situation. Regardless. I want my Go fucking ahead. basketball. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, and I'm you know we don't do the pulpit here. 
But if this doesn't speak to a lot of us to slow down and, and appreciate family, appreciate the good things that we have, mm-hmm. uh, taking sports away from people like us will open your eyes to all the other things that are going on around you. you know, yeah, I've but you can also love about. your family in three days from now. Really wish there was a damn basketball Hell game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's completely natural. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. Like This is going to be a battle, y'all. Y'all going to find out if you really like the people around you or if you got good people around you because you're about to spend a lot of time with them. That's why I made my wife get a lot of alcohol today. <laughs> like, literally, she texted. She was like, because we didn't get home till last night, and that's the whole thing, and we weren't supposed to be home for another week. And I, as you guys all know, and you guys know my schedule, which is scary. Yeah, why don't you start there? Go ahead. Incorporate the Indians as a whole in it, but why don't you take people through? I mean, I guess 72 more now. now it becomes clear that spring training is over. You have yeah. a place in Arizona. You were supposed to be here a certain day. Your family was supposed yeah. to fly home a certain day, right? And then right, for a couple right. of days, I didn't know where you were. So why don't you take everybody through that? Um, yeah, it's been uh, one of the – I mean, for every, everybody's got their story. This is mine. I'm not asking for – you know, this is just my story. I need – you know, we got – we threw it. Uh, so, you know, as you, the crazy thing, and as I told my father this last night and my father-in-law, is that when you do our job and you ask questions and you're a reporter and you're just trying to put a story together so you can do, do whatever part of your job is, because it is a job. We all have, you know, there's parts of the job that I have to do daily when I'm there. Then it start hitting me probably like as, as news start changing, like you would ask questions and then, then, you know, the coronavirus would come up or somebody would chuckle and somebody would say to me, wash your ass. Like, I'd be like, oh, you listen to podcasts. Thanks. Um, <laughs> You know, and then we had like, and there's a story. There's a story I want to tell, but I don't. I, I don't like teasing like that. But there's a story that I want to tell, but I don't know if I can tell it yet. Um, so yeah, like there were there were signs. Remember when you asked me on the podcast, and I was like, hey, the team's having a, a meeting about it to kind of tell people about it. And it became one of those things where it was like, have a meeting about it, and everybody was like, yeah, 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 and kind of not chuckled. Everybody was washing their hands more. There were more stations to you know to keep your hands clean, and we respected that. But naturally, if you saw somebody you knew or saw, like I did it too, you see somebody, you still shook their hand. You know, you still, you're like, yeah, they said that in the meeting. But we still, you know, and you kept going. And then finally, the night when um, Rudy Gobert gets it, and I think didn't Tom Hanks got it right beforehand, it started, like, everything started running forward because you just, as you've talked around guys, and you know the NBA is like, it's this dire time period with what's going on and, and then you know they cap off everything and you start reading twitter and social media and you text them with friends and they're different they're at arenas and you're at baseball fields and as you hear in the news i gotta tell you zach it was the craziest thing like the first hearing people be like ah yeah we're gonna do basketball games with no fans we're gonna do this with no fans well the day that they were saying that i was sitting at a ballpark with fans that was a baseball park and well you know like yeah. you just start questioning yourself is it if it's that bad why are we even doing this and then not only was I thinking that, but players were having that same thought. You know, kind of like, well, if it's that bad, but we none of us took it that serious. So that after the Rudy Gobert thing, and I'll, I'll make it, I'm shorting it, and there's stories within stories here. Um, but after the Gobert day and the NBA shutting things down, I remember looking at my wife and I'm like, I'm like, all right, I go, we may not have baseball for a while. And at the time, it was like 8 Pacific, 8.30 Pacific time. My nephew had been with us, who I love and had a great time with, and crazy because we were joking about the night when I took him to the airport to go back home to Texas and so as this was going on you know you kind of text a friend you t- I text you guys 
And I said to my wife, baseball ain't starting. I, like, I was like, it's, it's done. I was like, if, I go, if this is happening in the NBA, same thing's going to happen here. And it was crazy. It was eerie to wake up the next morning. And I, like, I took a shower. I was getting ready for work. I'm hanging out with my kids. And, I, and Jen's like, so you got, you got, no, nobody said anything? And I was like, nope, normal day. <laughs> and, like, you get in the car. And, like, I'm only, like, five minutes from the park. And I get in the car. And, like, I'm listening to the radio. Or listening, and finally, I just turned on music instead. Because it was, like, too much. I was just like, ah. But still, like, everything just was, made you think. It was just eerie. Everything was going slower, it felt like. And I got to the park or the facility, and I walked in with a couple players that will remain nameless. And they were like, we got to cancel this shit. What are we doing? They just canceled soccer. They canceled this. And I'm, you know, and I'm kind of like, yeah. And then like everything happened hundred miles an hour. <laughs> like, you know, because we were there and at one time we talked, we talked to Tito before it happened. And I remember asking questions to Tito and it was like hollow. And I told him, I was like, this is hollow. I can't even finish questions. I go, are we really, are you really even playing baseball? But it was weird because it rained and it never rains in Arizona. Never. And the two rain out, they had to rain out the first spring training game. And then there was two rain outs in a row this week. And, Zach, I got to tell you, it's the craziest, most eerie thing, a part of this story. There were three games rained out in spring training this year, and there were two of them were, the, you know, with the two last days there. So I remember going in that day, and it was like, all right, MLB hasn't shut down the season. And as soon as we walk in at, like, 8.30, 9 o'clock, they're like, hey, our game's banged because of rain. Mm-hmm. And I remember chuckling and being like, we ne-, I was like, games never get banged at 9.30 in the morning. You know, like, never, never get canceled that early. And um, so, like, at 10 o'clock, I'll never forget Mandy Bell, who works for MLB.com. She's got colleagues that are in Florida, you know, in Grapefruit League. And she's like, we're supposed to be writing stories today, but they're playing games in Florida. And I thought that was another weird thing. about What, what day was that, Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, Wednesday day night was Rudy Gobert. So Thursday. So this is Thursday. So thir- yeah, this Thursday is like- afternoon is when – all right. the college games started to get canceled. They played the one half. Yeah, that was it. Yes, so. but I'm three hours behind you. Because only the Big East did that, I believe. Because yes. we had, and that's the other thing. We got TVs on, so you always see like ESPN's got you know a team Florida State's running out, and I'm like, is Florida State really about to play? <laughs> you, know, you know, like how many of us? I was like, really? And I didn't have FSO, FS1 on where the Big East game was going on, but then you see a tweet: Big East is playing. So I'm like, what? it'll be a day I always remember, and really the chaos after. And just the chaos of just trying to get home. We got home. We, like I said, we were supposed to be there till next Sunday. Um, my initial thought, because once the league, once everything was canceled, everyone, like, just start trying to find out how soon they can get home because they want to go see their families. Yeah. Well, well, I'm in the opposite. I brought my family just out there. And I'm freaking because, and I'm still freaking to this moment, to be honest. Um, and this is just what's weighed on my head for better or worse. As for me, it sucks because my family builds their spring around my schedule. Really, all my family, all my fans, anybody that's close to me, you build your schedule around my schedule because that's how it works. But my father, my parents, yeah. they come out like every year. They come out every year for spring training for a certain amount of time. My in-laws, my kids, my you know, my, my sisters, if they want to see me, my my aunt, my niece, you know, like a lot of my family comes with me or visits me in Arizona or we see each other in Arizona because that's the one time where, you know, I'm going to be somewhere for a month. And instantly when all this freaking out starts and we're all freaking out to a certain extent, one way or the other, if you're not, you just don't have, you don't, you know, red doesn't pump through your veins. Um, I just start thinking, damn, how, you know, 
I got all my family mixed up in this shit going back and forth. And I got my two kids now with me and my wife's here with me. She's trying to run a business. And at first I'm like, shit, we'll just stay in Arizona. So we got to leave this house that's rented till April 1st. And then I got back home and I looked at my kids. I looked at my wife and I was like, fuck, I got to get home. Um, I got to get them back. You know, I got to get us back to where we're back to home. But the, at the time, um, flights are weird. I like to the point where I thought about driving from Arizona. And do you know what it would have been like trying to drive with Isabella and AJ and myself and Jen for like two days, three days to get home from Arizona? Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Uh, you talk, then I would be spoiling them. <laughs> you want to talk about that. Um, so I just been through all of that and somehow we figured out a way and we're back home. Uh, I don't know when we're going to play. Uh, I've heard Memorial day weekend was what somebody was talking about three days ago. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad you not- said that. Um, we'll save this for another podcast and when we know more, but right now I think you can look and say, okay, baseball could realistically have a hundred ish game season. Um, mm-hmm. the NBA, I don't know, you know, the NFL, at least, you know, it looks like the draft is off, and or, or at least the public part of it is off, and at least the first part of off-season programs are off. Uh, right now, there's nothing going on. College, all the college spring sports are canceled. All recruiting is canceled. Um, you know, it's probably too early to even speculate. You would imagine somewhere some smart person is drawing up a 106 or 84-game sure. baseball schedule, right? You would think so, yes, for sure. They're but it's better, probably but, too early. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but but on a more personal level, as you said, um, and, and again, we we don't benefit from this. If you've listened to this podcast, you know we say that two things are undefeated, and we stand by those two things. Um, doctors and science are pretty darn close. Okay, if you don't no. feel a little bit of angst, you're not human. Well, however you feel, however it's affected you, however it will affect you over the next few days, I don't know. We prefer to sit here and say, I could cry because there's no college basketball on. Or This is right. really weird. I guess from a podcast standpoint, um, I don't know that we will or won't be able to actually get together, but we'll surely be able to have a more regular schedule. Maybe, you know, Get some no guests doubt. on, do some different things, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure, yes. <laughs> I mean, for us... Listen, I'm a work for we guys. Work. We, is what we do for guys covering four and five hours a day in the radio business. My prayers are with you. <laughs> really, <laughs> it, it's hard yeah. enough when there's stuff going on and in the proof's in the pudding. I, there, I uh, get what you're saying, but I got to say, for my career, this is where my best work has happened. Like, if you're good at it, and I mean, this is I'm not talking shit. If you're good at this, and you're good at like, and I've said this to you often, and when just you and I talk. Um, we don't, I don't know if we do this to entertain people or not. We, we really need, we just, we've always had fun conversations and we enjoy doing this and it's a good way to get it out. Um, to me, once people are into you and into you talking, you can talk about anything and engage people. And I think a lot of us, and I think a lot of, and uh, this is something I hope other people that do this are listening and, and truly believe if you're good at it, you can talk about anything for two, three hours or an hour, 30 minutes and be entertaining. Um, the pro, you know, so it's like, this is, this is fine because there's more to us than just talking about the game that happened two days ago. Sure. Sometimes your best conversation, sometimes your best conversations, the best things you write are about something that moves you, something that, you know, a re- something, a memory that moves you a game from 20 years ago. To me, this is the time for us to get on top of our game. 
For us, this is a time where we don't have to talk about the fucking backup linebacker and Sean Thompson's <laughs> jokes. Like, we got those down. We got well, the Alex Mack shit down. I'll say this. <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but speaking of backup linebackers, um, you know, the NFL league year is going to be a great distraction for those of us who feel cooped up or for those of us who are on Twitter come hell or high water or disease, right? Right, right. But if you're a Browns fan and you're fired up, and this week they signed two white linebackers from Princeton and Vanderbilt. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to make you want to fight. And that's going to make you want to fight. So I don't know how it's going to go. This front office has no track record, and this is completely different than the, than the total blow-up of 16. But I would just say temper your expectations. And look, historically, um, free agency is fool's gold. It's paying A money yeah. for B players. It's yep. There's risk involved. And historically, the teams that do it well are the long-established teams that can scout yep. players through their flaws and for specific needs and fits more than just trying to get guys. So we'll see. And in that regard, it might well be prudent for the Browns to go very, very carefully into this pool. And we don't know. I mean, that's also the thing with free agency. No matter who you are and what you want, you can never just have a plan A or even a plan B because guys get taken off the market, mystery suitors pull up, guys don't want you, guys demand $2 million out of you, all of that. But the best players rarely actually hit the market. So you can have all the pitches ready. And then, you know, this is just so weird. Not that, guy, not that guys generally, generally take visits anyway, at least the A-listers, because they know right. from the combine. You know, teams right. pass the interest along. Wink, wink, nod, nod, and the, and the agent passes the number back along, and they know right then and there whether they're doing that dance or not, right? But Right. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Let's keep it real. This, you know what this period of time is going to do? Because it's happening. It's going to happen in the baseball draft as well. Because, I mean, think about it. And that's just, and a whole other story that we got to talk about because it, it sucks what's happening to high school kids and college kids uh, at the end of their careers. Um, but I think this cuts the shit, Zach. Like, like you just said, cut the dance. Like, I, I, I heard Michael Jordan. I was watching an old Michael Jordan clip last night and I couldn't go to sleep and it was at the end of his career they were in like Paris it was at the end of his career in my eyes when he was with the Bulls that, that wizard stuff don't count um, I'm old enough I can say that shit leave me alone um, and he was basically like you know the Chicago Bulls and everything that they do we can talk about having this great chemistry as, a, as an organization because when I, when I you know in game five when Charles Barkley's coming at me or Carl Malone's coming at me it ain't no organization it's the fucking players but, you know, like just saying, he goes, you know, what we're built on is the players. So and it made me think, because I was reading free agency off of that, for all the teams that talk about – and, like, look, the Patriots have the Patriot way. That's a real thing. But for all these teams that try to say they want to sit and wine and dine a guy and, and talk about, you know, what they, what they want and, – and you want a guy that's good in the, organ, you know, in, the, in the environment and everything else. I get that. But let's cut the shit. You're only bringing a guy in if you think he can help you win games. So that's exactly what they should be doing in free and that's what's going to happen in free agency. It's not going to be whining and dining and and and, and buying uh, fur coats for your for the dude's wife. That's happened a couple times. Look it up, kids. Reggie White, Andre Rising. Um, it's just going to be straight to the point. I want you to be my linebacker. Yes, no, and the guy's going to probably want the most money. Of course, we won't get great stories like we did from the who was the Jets? Who was the Ravens? Like Bart Scott? Yeah, Bart Scott. Was it Bart Scott? That claimed he was in the Browns bathroom. <laughs> yeah, taking taking calls from his teammates saying, "Get out of there!" Yeah, <laughs> begging Ozzy to bring him back. <laughs> well, look, that's right then and there. I mean, it's 15 years ago now. 
but the A-list free agent was Gary Baxter. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you're right. It does. The Browns are, you know what, to me, you know how free agency works? And you, what you said is very good, but you know how free agency works in the NFL? And it really in any sport. When you have one need and you have the perfect guy to fit the need. Correct. Right? right. Like, well, like, like if, you, if you just need a, a, a left tackle and the best left tackles out there, and, I'm not, like, and you get the best left tackle, it'll work. Right. But when you have multiple holes, um, and I think the Browns do, I don't even think the Browns know who they are. That's the other thing that I find hard for any organization, I'll let you go. When you're new, and I'm, and I'm, like, I'm giving Andrew Barry's Andrew Barry. I'm too old, been to this too many times to judge him after he has done nothing. But as Andrew Barry's here, yeah, he knows the team, but do you know the team and do you really know it? And that's where the problems happen, I think. I, to me, being quiet the first year of free agency when your first year there, I don't see anything wrong with that. I really don't. No. Well, telling the Gary Baxter thing made me think of this. The next year, 2000, and I know this is a long time ago, but this holds true. The A-list free agent was a Charles Bentley who never played a snap. Yeah. The B-list free Damn. agent was Kevin Schaefer who was so bad he allowed you to get Joe Thomas the next year. Yeah. Had to play <laughs> the right C-list back. free agent was Joe Juravicious who lit it up in the only good year you've had yeah. in a long, long time and then got the staff yeah. and never played again. So then almost got shot in his own home when he got robbed. Yeah. Um, was that disaster? Was that disaster bill year or was that? Uh, Z that? was the first year, 2005. Yeah. Ah, uh, so, Z was a part. I thought he came with somebody else. I could be wrong. No, that was when but he, he was, hit, he hit free agency after his fourth year. And then Phil Savage brought him over. They knew they, that was one of those. They right. knew, you know, he, the Ravens yeah. weren't going to pay him. And, uh, right. you know, he wanted to come home to Cleveland. The Browns had the money, obviously. It was so perfect. It was perfect. No, just to follow up on 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 what we both said, really. Um, in pro sports, talent acquisition is king. It's just NFL free agency has shown you that it's generally a lot more bluster than it is results, right? And the NBA, it's different. You're right. But um, across all sports right now, where scouts aren't on the road and NBA GMs aren't consumed with games going on right now or their teams winning a championship, like, they're going to really dive into this year's draft class and free agent class. And the yeah, smart teams, good point. the established teams are eventually going to benefit because they've done the work and they can say, this is who this guy is. This is, but ultimately so many times it's so important to say, this is who he isn't, but what he is is right. what we need. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. I think a lot of teams do what you just said, not pro sports. They look well, at they what he to. isn't. Well, yeah, but they look at what he isn't more than they look at what he is. Mm-hmm. And I think from our stand, I think from fan standpoint, from anyone that watches and enjoys, I think we just look at what it, what a guy is. Does that makes sense, you know what I mean? Like, and I, but the more football people, baseball, basketball, like scouts and coaches you talk about, talk to, they can tell you the the, the neck. I don't want to say negatives because I don't want this to be negative, but they can tell you what a guy like. The great coaches can tell you. Bill Belichick's great at getting guys to do one thing really well, right? Right. Because he knows, okay, this guy doesn't do this well, or he doesn't do this well. But he does this so well that if I just keep him in this place and ask him only to do this, my team will be successful. That's what great teams can do. I, I think that is a – I love that because, I mean, I know in baseball, it's been cool for me in baseball to kind of see, hear the same thing, where you fall – like I'll, where the average us sees a guy for 30 games, and we're like, man, this guy's going to be, you know, this guy's going to be rookie of the year. We one of the best players ever. And all you got to do is talk to, like, two coaches that, that know him. And I go, yeah, he does this well, but, you know, he's not good on the inside pitch and he's slow on this or he's bad going to his backhand. All things I never noticed. Yeah. And then the next time you watch him, that player has all those issues. Yeah. <laughs> but you never, you know, it's, so there's something to having an eye towards 
yeah, this guy's really good, but he's not good at doing this right. and being able to, to place it with your team. Look, if anything, the Browns could be at a disadvantage because they have a new front office and they really only had the combine to meet these guys face-to-face, you know, whereas other teams were working and have set needs. However, you know, the work is done, right? Your scouts scout these guys. Um, these kids nowadays are public recruits from the time they're 15, 16. Right. Their, right. their background is easier than ever to find. I mean, Lynn Bowden, no for example, who everybody knew was coming out. I mean, scouts are hitting me up to get his high school coaches information back in September and October, you know, right, right, like right, right. getting passwords for the athletics so they can read the story on Lynn Bowden's <laughs> crazy background in Youngstown. Like the good right. teams are doing the work, right? The work, the right, work is done. Right. It's right. It's the hay is in the barn, as Coach McCoy was saying. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> um, this is a really, really interesting time for us all. Um, hey, know, did you really uh, put? Did you really put money down on Dayton? Uh, that was basketball? a real screenshot. October twenty first. You, you usually tell me secrets like that. I, I think the first time I saw, I saw that. Why'd you like? Because I like. I, I even brought Dayton up to you one time, bullshitting, and you didn't even you didn't even put that in there. I wasn't gonna jinx it, man. <laughs> but you, I mean that. But that's something you should have bragged about because you were on it. You were well, on you that. Know, you listen, were on it, unless it wins, it pays zero dollars. So there ain't shit to brag about till it wins. True that. True that. <laughs> on a real note. On a real note. What is going to happen to Vegas? Yeah. Like, I, 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 listen, seriously. Uh, shout out to the athletes who got out in front, the Kevin Loves and the Zions. Yes. Uh, there are yes. so many layers to this, from the arena workers to the Vegas aspect of it to freelancer. Uh, guys, when you watch TV and you see smiling Andre Knott and his beautiful friends, <laughs> those guys are full-time employees. I mean, I'm not going to speak for the Indians crew, but most crews you see on most of these games are freelancers, right? Um, right. You know, there are part-time employees that work for teams, and when there's no games, they're the first ones to go. No they money. don't work, period. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. There are so it many layers to this. Like, the NBA, if they can get run. back, like, these guys got a chance to get healthy, right? The NFL, right. if they can't have an off-season program, like, who does that really benefit? Who's that really a detriment to, you know? Um, the good teams, the bad teams. Yeah. Rich get richer in that situation because the veterans are going to take care of themselves. Young teams that are trying to find themselves need every moment, every OTA, uh, every meeting, every dinner with the guy that's going to line up next to them. Um, I think that's important. You know, I think for the teams that are established already, for the Kansas City Chiefs, this is great for them. They need a little bit more of a, of a rest, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, like they can use a couple more weeks. I, this whole thing is just, it's the whole thing is odd, man. It, it really is. Um, in every sport, in every situation, it is like like the college basketball thing. I'll admit. It was it was one of my top three things every year, um, up to about six years ago when I started doing baseball. And it still is important when you do baseball, but it's just different when you're you're on the West Coast and games are literally on at nine. I mean, you get into it, but it's different. You're following the baseball team and you're getting ready. I just got too much shit going on at that time. <laughs> you know, like it's like so many stuff like real like I'm I'm almost the busiest those last like two weeks of spring training usually, and that's when the tournament starts. So it's a nice background thing, and you catch a couple games and fall asleep to a couple games. Um, but it is weird because I'm home right now and I know today, like today was cool. Um, and it was almost a tease, <laughs> you know, when you turn to, I think CBS had the big city game from 17 or whatever, or night, you know, whatever. And you start watching for a minute and you're like, oh, I don't know what happens here. Hey, right and behind like, me, start, right behind me right now is the Dayton, Kansas Maui Invitational Championship game. Ooh, in overtime. 
I mean, I want to fucking throw up. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, well, you bring that up. I, I, and I, like, in my, all right, and I can tell you this. Um, like TV wise, what do you want to watch? Because like that's the cover. Like I don't know what STO is going to do over the next month, month and a half, two months. I don't know. Like radio wise, they're just going to tell people, you know, they'll jabroni you into just doing shows and not, you know, give it no direction. But like in TV, like, like I've had people say, we want to see the 22 game win streak. I think that's a great idea. But to do that, they got to get somebody in there to produce and put it together. And I know they, you know, like it's work, but I think we're going to have to see the creativity of what is ESPN going to look like in a month and a half? What's the athletic going to look like in a month? Like, I mean, you're going to be fine, but what are we going to be reading about? Like, like I said, I think this is going to bring the best out of, out of the people that are good, but it's going to expose people that don't have the creative side. And I'm just, I'm just spitballing right now. Yeah, no, hey, we, um, I mean, without going into detail, we, we obviously had meetings at the athletic, like every company in America's had. And then one of them was, okay, guys, there's no such thing as a bad idea. Throw it out there. Like, we don't know right. how much time we're going to have to fill, but you know, me, for example, Dre, this is, just from my everyday job part of the year, going to pro days and going to the meetings, right. and be, like that's what I love. Well, I mean, I've spent right. hours canceling flights and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's not only an edge that I think that I get or have, or, you know, that's not only access for our readers, but that's, that's just what I love to do. It's what I love about the part of the job, you know? And, right. um, and, and honestly that, that, that puts it on teams too. So anyway, as we start to wrap this up, I just want to say, guys, um, you know, be kind to one another, first of all, and check on your elderly neighbors and people who might need it. But from this standpoint, we understand, like, the opportunity here, um, starting whether you think that we're any good or not, but just starting with the fact that I'm going to know where Andre is and we're going to know that – we're not uh, on different time zones or working on different schedules for most days. Right. So, or, hung, or, or really hung over. <laughs> well, we might be that. Um, yeah, but yeah, honestly, we like, but we be- want your feedback. Like, I guaranteed as soon as this happened, I'm like, okay, there's going to be bad Twitter tournaments. There's going to be people bringing their awful takes to Twitter because they're frustrated, because they're pissed off, because they're trying to make a funny. And we've already seen that in the first two days, right? Yeah. But, like, yeah. What we can lay out here and do and talk about and argue about or who we can try to have and again try, um, if you haven't heard us talk about it before, for us to have guests, we have to be together with few exceptions. And so we we don't know how feasible that is or isn't going to be. And, and then it's always better when the guest is actually in the room. And right now we can say that's probably going to be tough. But if there's somebody that you've wanted us to have on, if there's some crazy thing you've wanted us to revisit – if we need to go fantasy fast food, <laughs> you know, oh. um, name oh, as many okay, '90s college football players as you can. A loser has to drink. Whatever Ooh. you want us to do, like this is the time, right? There's no yeah. as we as was said in the athletic idea. We're going to start with the premise that there's no such thing as a bad idea, and then we'll we'll figure it out from there. For sure, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, you know, maybe this, I, I saw this from Joe Madden on Wednesday night. Uh, the manager of the Chicago, or used to be the Chicago Cubs, Van Ives. And he kind of said, hey, whatever happens here, he goes, maybe we need a month off from all this and take time out and kind of reassess where we are. And I remember I read that, and I kind of like on one hand, it like gave me the chills, and that was like the first notion of, we about to be done. <laughs> like, shit. And then I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? That's probably true. Probably a good yeah. time to reset I mean, we're in a weird – it's a weird year, weird times. You can believe – everybody has what they believe in. Everybody has the faith that gets them through. Some of it see it in the can. Some of it see it in the bottom Bible. Some of them see it at their local um, 
high school basketball game. Um, <laughs> this is it's another raw reassessment. It's another raw with kind of resetting who you are, where you're at, where you're at. And I, I'm, you know what? Now that I'm back home, um, you know, we'll check on the people around us. Take care. I want to be close to my parents. I got a grandmother that's 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 older. And times like this, you realize that you know maybe uh, you know checking up on them one more time, two more times, uh, you better take advantage of it because no guarantee that that opportunity is always going to be there. And, and I got to tell you, that was one of the things that ran through my mind when I was in Arizona, kind of like in my mindset of, because at first I was like, yeah, we'll have, a, you know, me and the kids will have a good time. Then you start thinking about all the people that you just would rather be close to and rather be at it if something really bad is happening. So um, I'm thrilled to be home. I don't have a lot of time. So um, give us those ideas. I'm glad you mentioned the basketball thing. Cause you know, <laughs> And again, I, I'm not trying to play CDC or anyone else, but I, I've seen this exact scenario play out. And this is what, as soon as this thing be, kind of started to become prevalent. And um, to tell you guys the truth, the Rudy, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Rudy thing as the landmark, because I think a lot of people think it is, right? That's when everything turned. Right. Nothing was canceled until right. um, that night. I was actually at a high school tournament game um, mm-hmm. because they had barred fans. And I thought, well, how weird. So it turned out they really didn't bar that many fans. There was still an atmosphere. Right. Well, anyway, I went from there out to freaking Atwater, if you know where that is, because yeah, the school that it was playing there for the first time in 30-some years wasn't allowed to bring but 100 people. And they were having a gathering, even though the government had said no – the governor had said no gatherings. And so, right. you know, just talking with my bosses and my editors, we were like – we don't know if there's a story here. Let's go get it. Let's go try. Well, Atwater's so long. I'm driving home, and I was like, stopped. I didn't even need gas, but I stopped to stretch myself out. It was dark. I was tired, right? And I got on Twitter buying caffeine at a BP somewhere on the high, off the highway, and it was like, okay, this, this just changed everything. But right. I have seen this exact scenario, right? Guy walks into a basketball game. Daps up a couple people, stands there waiting for waiting to see where he's going to sit, right? Sweaty-ass, right. dirty-ass ball, bounces over. <laughs> he picks it up, throws it back to the ref, goes to a seat, daps up three more people, dives yeah. in, <laughs> box of popcorn, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Watches yeah. the game, plays with his phone, daps up yeah. two more people. Now the game's over, and it's just a hug fest to everybody. The guys that just played, yeah. the guys that just yeah. refed, us across yeah. the way, the little but kids. That, but, yeah. Like, it's fucking disgusting. Right. It is, but that's our world. Okay, I'm glad you said that. It is, and you're so right. I caught myself. We were, we all were laughing. There's an old ESPN commercial where I believe it was Robinson Cano when he was at the Yankees, and he kind of has a hand slap for everybody. And they're like, we can't understand why everybody has a cold. And he's like walking there, and he's got a handshake spitting in his hand, spitting in another guy's hand, and like everybody's laughing. That is so much of our society, and I think it's cool that we show love how we show love. Yeah. But the real assessment of all of this is. Stop being so goddamn dirty, all of us. Yeah. Wipe your ass. Wash your hands. <laughs> Seriously, we all do it. I've caught myself and thought about things I've done or said or touched. You're so right. Think about it. Because going on a plane, we had wipes. We're wiping all this shit down. And I'm thinking to myself, do you know how many flights I've taken in the last five years where I didn't wipe a goddamn thing? 
Yeah. And, you know, and touch this or did this or dead that or you're on your phone, you wipe it on your face, you put your money there, you, you're biting the nail and that's been all over all the kinds of other shit. You've been on your phone typing, you've been on your, your iPad, you've been on this, you, you know, and then you bite your fingers or you lick some chocolate, or lick some nacho right. cheese off of it. If you really, if you really eat nachos, you got to lick that little When you go to a basketball game, you go right for the nacho. <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. I do. So my point to all of this is if we learn anything through this, there is nothing wrong with bringing some wipes with you, gentlemen. Wipe your hands off and stop giving every goddamn germ that you have to the next person. We all need to do it. You know, put some breath, you know, have a breath mint, but also bring something to keep your hands clean and like some hand sanitizer. It's funny. I make fun of my wife because like she lets the kids get book bags that they want. My daughter's is all sparkly and like has all these spark. It's cool. My son's got Paw Patrol. But the one main thing that she has on them, and I, and I made fun of her when she first got them. And she's got these little things of hand sanitizer that hangs from from the bottom of their of their backpacks. And when she first got like the first time I got it, I like kind of like made I was like, hey man, you making my kid look like a nerd coming in with hand sanitizer. <laughs> like, I was like, you know, he's a real man. He don't need no hand sanitizer on his shit. And then like the other night we were looking around and we were and like because my wife is very about hand sanitizer and all that type of stuff. Anyways, um, and she's like, I can't find my hand sanitizer. And we were talking with another friend. Uh, and we were in Arizona and. And I was like, and, she, and we literally both said, I was like, I'm sure the hand sanitizer is here, but I'm sure our daughter's heard us so much talk about it that she's probably hoarded it and put it in her, her own in her own uh, backpack out in Arizona. And, we, and then I go, I go, well, shit, there's, there's hand sanitizer that hangs from her backpack. I go, don't you remember? And, like, and we both like start cracking up that as we're all freaking out about all this cleanliness and all these other things, um, you appreciate the thought process that she had ahead of time of, Put hand sanitizer on your bag so you always have it. Keep your hands clean. And it should be a lesson to all of us. Keep your hands clean um, because it, it makes a difference, obviously. Wash your ass. Wash your hands. <laughs> all right. We want ideas. Um, we will be back in a couple days because we, we'll need something to do. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. there probably will be some Browns news to talk about. Um, you might have heard him on the podcast with us two years ago. You've certainly seen us both tweet about him. Maybe you saw Andre's Fox 8 package last year. Uh, I was working on a hunch. I told Dre to do this before win number 400. I thought this would be it. Jim Francis finally hung up the whistle. 49 years as a head coach. A state record 401 victories. Uh, he's one of a kind, and uh, we have to salute him on our way out. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely do. Um, I appreciate being friends with you and having the chance to get to know him the way that I've got to know him over the last three, four years. Always knew about him. Always. Uh, he was a, a local Akron legend. Um, you know, one of those names you hear about uh, when you hear your dad's your uncles talking about, you know, football teams and football programs. Um, you just don't get a lot of those in life in any city that you grow up or state that you grow up in. Uh, you just appreciate a guy like that because, and I keep saying this, as we get older, uh, you start looking around and realizing the true treasures that we have in front of us. And sometimes uh, it stinks when we don't truly appreciate uh, the, those those legends and those these, these treasures that we have next to us. And um, I'm glad I got to know him. He's one of those guys that will be in the record book. He's one of those guys that people will be talking about 30, 40, 50 years from now uh, in some masculine bar off to the side where they're supposed to be going to the 220th masculine McKinley game. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, you can have baseball. Well. Don't take Madison McKinley away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
honestly do Especially not in an Thank even you. year when it's a mess and it's the fucking Super Bowl people yeah. watching. Don't do yeah. it. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do that to me. You got till November. Uh, I need to just laugh. Uh, thank you guys. We appreciate you guys. Let's all get together somehow, some way, say konnichiwa to the coronavirus. We'll be back soon because we ain't got shit to do. AmericanFireworks.com, <laughs> always open. Hey, guys, um, whew, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, you know, thanks for tweeting all this. I, I don't know. Uh, I hope we said some. you know, I, I don't know. Dre, it's not often I'm at a loss for words, right? <laughs> Neither am I. Hey, shout out to uh, your brother's basketball team. Shout out to the Mount Union basketball team. Um, shout out to the St. Vincent St. Mary um, baseball team and the basketball team. But Coach Borman, you know, I'm thinking about your kids. Since I ain't got nothing better to do, maybe I'll throw them batting practice and say I don't know you. Yeah. Uh, so no, hey, the, there's strict rules, no gatherings at schools. Man. I know. It's, it's crazy. But like the coaches, well, my, my father-in-law is a tennis coach. I won't say where. Um, he's not the head coach, but he's, and then, like, he was telling me last night that he can't, they can't even put together, like, they, they can't even tell the kids, like, put something together if they want. They tell, it's just, yeah. I know rules are rules, and I know people take advantage of them, but in certain times, shouldn't we just kind of be realistic in situations like this? I mean, you hey, got Sonny hey. out here tweeting like he's Nick Camino, but he also told, he put a tweet out telling everybody. Don't, <laughs> when uh, Sonny tweeted don't about how Rick Steakhouse being closed, I swear I'm going to shoot my pants. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, man, I got to tell you all something. And, we, and I purposely did this because we're going to have other shit to talk about down the road. I've stayed away from what I've read on social media. Um, this is, to me, less is more right now. That's yes. my Twitter rule. Less is more. Think Less about it. More. If you don't really know exactly what you're talking about and where you're doing and how it can affect somebody, shut the fuck up. God's honest truth. I know of some organizations of nine and 10 year old baseball teams still trying to have indoor practice. <laughs> we, leave get you, that we leave you with a tweet from our friend Hunkura six seconds ago as I opened Twitter as I thought we were closing this podcast. And it says, CDC says you can't have a gathering of 50 people. But they never said you can't have a gathering of 50 draft picks. Hashtag trade down. Hashtag addicted. That, my friends, is a long-time <laughs> listener. We hope you'll become one if you already aren't. Kenichiwa. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> I'll 